Hello there, and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe. Today, with a special edition of the show, looking at the latest in FIFA's fight against racism and discrimination. Many top African players have received racial abuse while playing in Europe, and Ivory Coast great Yaya Toure says it's difficult to deal with. Or when you hear something like that, you know, it hurts you, and as well, we break you. And we look at how football can be used to combat racism and discrimination. You bring people together, they celebrate, they watch football, they play football. Often that can be the starting point of lifelong friendships, of overcoming differences, of understanding people better. Well, racism and discrimination is an ugly reality of football these days, and many African players and players of African descent have had racist abuse directed at them from supporters. There have been racist chants, monkey chants, where supporters insult the player by making monkey noises. There's been the throwing of bananas at players and various other incidents in various countries around Europe, particularly in Russia, where the 2018 FIFA World Cup will take place. And African legends such as Samuel Eto'o and Yaya Toure have been targets of racial abuse. Well, last week FIFA introduced a new anti-discrimination monitoring system for the 2018 World Cup qualifiers. We'll look at the details shortly. But at the launch, Ivory Coast and Manchester City midfielder Yaya Toure, who is a consultant to the FIFA task force, spoke on how difficult it is as a player to deal with racist abuse on the pitch. I've been in this same situation where they have monkey chant or abuse. You know, it's difficult to deal with that. Sometimes. To be honest with you, as sportsmen, you, you want to you want to finish the game, you want to continue until the end. But when you hear something like that, you know it hurts you, and as well, we it break you. And to be honest with you, it's not easy, you know. I mean, it's not easy to live that, you know. That's Yaya Toure. Well, Planet Sport Football Africa's Tom Ellis was at the launch of the new FIFA anti-discrimination monitoring system in London, and he joins us from the UK now.、Uh, Tom, first of all, why did FIFA decide to step up its fight against discrimination and racism? Yes, hi Steve. This has been a problem, as we know, that FIFA and football has faced for generations. But I think a, a series of high-profile incidents in more recent years has prompted these calls for tougher action. Uh, from football's governing bodies, and I guess also with things like social media, it, it's we're much more aware of the issues that are going on. We see videos posted on social media,、um, and on Twitter, Mario Balotelli was subject to racist abuse,、uh, so we hear a lot more about it as well.、Uh, there was also the abuse from the stands, which prompted AC Milan's Kevin Prince Bertang to leave the pitch in a friendly match,、um, and that and that caused racism and the issue around. It to really shoot to the top of football's agenda, and、um, FIFA were under much more pressure to act swiftly. So Kevin Prince Boateng in Italy among the victims of this abuse.、Uh, and Tom, this latest initiative introduces match observers for the 2018 FIFA World Cup qualifiers, and these observers will be appointed to games that have been identified. As being high risk, and they'll actually sit in the crowd among the supporters. Yes, and they'll report back to Fair, which is the Football Against Racism in Europe network. They'll be trained especially for this job to understand、uh, the political and cultural issues of the countries involved in the matches, and they'll be trained to spot these incidents. And so they'll then report back to Fair any incidents 
and this report will get sent on to FIFA's disciplinary committee. They'll then decide on the potential opening of disciplinary proceedings and any sanctions if enough evidence is presented to FIFA and they can use legal processes to, to sanction national associations. Um, so it could be that associations are banned, the national teams may have to play matches behind closed doors. And this whole system is, has been introduced to facilitate and complete the work of the FIFA referees and the FIFA disciplinary department. I spoke to Howard Webb, who was the referee for the 2010 World Cup final. He was a member of the FIFA task force against racism and discrimination. And he told me that he hopes this initiative will make it easier for players who can be targets of racial abuse. We, we heard earlier that uh, Yaya Torre was asked about you know, the decision, would you stay on the field of play or would you leave? I mean, what an incredibly difficult dilemma it is for the player. I think the entire purpose of the task force and the work that's been done is to try to get to a situation where that dilemma is never presented to a player so that by the time something happens that the extent that would make a player make that call, steps have been taken either by the match officials or by... Mm by FIFA prior to that. And when you're a match official on the field and you concentrate on the job you've got to do, it's pretty difficult to, to maybe appreciate what's happening in the stands. It's mm. difficult to appreciate um, that bigger picture, which is important, but you concentrate on your job, your role. Oh, At the moment, it's a step forward. Yeah. Identifying these people who can not do this role. Well, that's distinguished referee Howard Webb. Uh, but Tom, isn't FIFA way behind in this fight against racism and discrimination? Well, FIFA has received criticism over the years uh, from players, from fans and even people within the organisation uh, on the task force. But it's really hoping that this new system uh, will provide the disciplinary bodies with the tools that they need uh, to be able to effectively combat racism and discrimination. So the monitoring system is actually just one pillar amongst others being set up and education plays a large part in this push. Um, educating FIFA officials, FIFA staff and also providing a, a framework uh, for FIFA member associations. Well, thanks, Tom. Uh, do stay with us. Uh, this is Planet Sport Football Africa. And today, a special edition of the show looking at the latest in FIFA's fight against racism and discrimination. Now, earlier on, we heard from Yaya Toure. And on Facebook and WhatsApp, we've been asking for your reaction to his comments where he said that racism can hurt you and break you. Well, from the Gambia, Saiku Jeng says racism is uncivilized. It's a barbaric act, and I would recommend a full season's ban to offenders. Ibrahim Kante says, yeah, it's true. FIFA should do more to end this inhuman act. They should kick it out. And Amadou Mane says, I agree with Yaya Toure. FIFA needs to introduce tougher sanctions to eradicate racism in sport because we are all human, whether black or white. Uh, thanks for those comments. You can send us your views on this and also on our debate for next week as the English Premier League season ends this weekend. We'd like to know who you think has been the best African player so far this season. Send us a WhatsApp to plus a four four seven nine double five two three two. 780. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Also, you can follow us on Twitter now. The address is at Planet Sport FA. So do keep in touch with news about the program at African Football News on at Planet Sport FA. 
So now on with our look at the latest in FIFA's fight against racism and discrimination. Planet Sport Football Africa's Tom Ellis was at the launch of the new FIFA anti-discrimination monitoring system recently, which will see FIFA match observers in the stands at some of the 2018 World Cup qualifiers, those games which have been identified as being high risk. Now, the 2018 World Cup will be hosted by Russia, which is one of the main offenders when it comes to cases of racist abuse in football. Tom spoke to Piara Power, a member of the FIFA Task Force Against Racism and Discrimination and Executive Director, too, of the anti-discrimination group FAIR that Tom has told us about already. And Tom asked him what the main concerns are about Russia staging the World Cup. I think our main uh, problems would be that there, there is a problem in Russian football per se, which has been thrown into uh, the spotlight because they're hosting the World Cup in 2018. And then there is always the danger that come 2018, there will be teams that are targeted because they have black players, because they're African, because because they're from other parts of the world. Uh, And although I don't think that will happen in every stadium, you know, Russia is a very big place. The distance between some of the stadiums is huge. There will be remote places where teams are being asked to play where they may well uh, be abused and, and there will be problems. So we have to, to, to be very vigilant on, on that front. Bigger picture, in terms of potential, what potential does football as a sport hold and events like the World Cup to address these issues, not just within the sport football, but on a, on a global scale? That's the question I like answering, actually, because it's, it's about the positive vibe that football can spread. It's about the way in which football can bring people together in a very easy way. People just are common fans, regardless of their background, whether they're man, woman, black or white. And then also, I, I think the way in which we can tackle real social problems that we have in our societies through using football as one method. It doesn't have the solution, or, 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 or nor is it the, the way in which we can tackle some very deep-rooted problems, but, but there are some solutions there. And, and you know, you, you bring people together, they celebrate, they watch football, they play football. Often that can be the starting point of lifelong friendships, of overcoming differences, of understanding people better. That's Piara Power, a member of the FIFA Task Force Against Racism and Discrimination and Executive Director of the anti-discrimination group FAIR. Um, so, Tom, firstly on that, uh, do you think FIFA's getting worried maybe about the possibility of African teams and black players being racially abused at the World Cup in Russia? Yeah, I think this has been a concern for FIFA and FIFA's anti-discrimination task force head, Jeffrey Webb, identified Russia as being a country that needs particular attention over racism. Um, and we know from the likes of Yaya Torre as well, who in 2013 really spoke out about this problem and even threatened to boycott the World Cup um, if Russia didn't tackle what he perceived as a, a racism problem after saying that he received um, racial abuse during a Champions League game against CSKA Moscow. Russia has vowed to tackle racism in its football, but a Moscow-based racism monitoring group um, found that there were some 200 racist incidents committed by Russian fans between 2012 and 2014. So it is obviously an issue, but FIFA is hoping that uh, this monitoring system and the education that comes with it uh, is a potential opportunity to really address it and, and clamp down on the issue of discrimination in football. So some concerns there, Tom. But on the other hand, Piara Power talks of how football can bring people together. And we were together in Rio in Brazil last year for the World Cup and we really saw that. 
Absolutely, and and that is one of the great things about football and about these these massive events like the World Cup is the potential these events have to just bring people together, to unite people uh, from all over the world, regardless of background, race or, or religion. And we saw that in Rio. And I spoke to Federico Adiecki, who's FIFA's head of sustainability, on the role that he feels that football plays and should play on and off the pitch in the fight against racism and discrimination. On the pitch, uh, it is it is very important that we uh, that we use all areas of football and all stakeholders within football to uh, to tackle this uh, this issue. This is not a matter that can be tackled alone by FIFA. We need the, the FIFA officials, we need the security officers, we need the referees, uh, but we also need the players. We need our member associations and the clubs to uh, to help us in that effort. So within the football. Uh, community and everyone has to play its part. I believe because I personally, uh, because of my uh, function at FIFA, we have seen the power that football can have to tackle social issues around the world. Uh, in South Africa, they're using matches to fight against xenophobia and the recent xenophobic attacks that have been taking place. Do you think there should be more things like that happening? I think it is important that football plays it, its part and uh, the fact that uh, football authorities have been very in South Africa, very uh, clearly and very strongly and, and urgently uh, against the xenophobic attacks that uh, that marred the country recently uh, was a was a, a, a clear indication of it. I think we have to make whenever possible our game available to uh, tackle such issues in order to make sure that um, we can uh, not just tackle xenophobia and discrimination, but also uh, diseases that we use it to prevent HIV and AIDS, that we use it to integrate uh, girls and and people with uh, with disabilities uh, even stronger within society that we use to empower uh, and and uh, and foster gender equity worldwide. We have seen uh, in South Africa during the FIFA World Cup and in connection with the FIFA World Cup uh, numerous initiatives that uh, have shown how much. Africans understand about the role that football can play to tackle social issues, and and this is something that uh, is not did not come with a World Cup and will has not ended with a World Cup and will continue as well in the future. So that's Federico Adiecki, FIFA's head of sustainability. Well, let's hope that the progress will continue. Thanks very much to Tom Ellis in the UK. It's been a special edition of Planet Sport Football Africa, looking at the latest in FIFA's fight against racism and discrimination. You can give us your comments on this on Facebook and on WhatsApp. And also you can give us your views on our debate for next week. As the English Premier League season ends this weekend, we'd like to know who you think has been the best African player this season. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Twitter. The address is at Planet Sport FA. So keep in touch with news about the show and African football news on at Planet Sport FA. So that's it from me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe and Tom Ellis in the UK. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.